why hello there and welcome back it is a beautiful december 28th and we've only got three more days left in the year if this is your first time listening this is the deputy of moviedeputy.com and every tuesday we bring you the movie recaps for the movies that we have seen that previous weekend now considering this last weekend was christmas and kind of everything that went along with that i didn't get very many seen this week and so i do apologize for that but i will do my best to make up for it after the first of the year because i know this upcoming weekend is going to be just as crazy with it being New Year's. I hope that you and yours all had a wonderful Christmas together and that you got a chance to see some of these movies that came out this weekend. Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. These movies were not at all what I was anticipating. And honestly, I was a little bit perturbed because on one of them in particular, I felt almost lied to in the trailer. And I know that's kind of a harsh statement to make, but it was just so true to the point because what the trailer set you up for and what the actual movie was were two completely different things. I will get into that here in just a few minutes as we start talking about the movies. I just wanted to kind of make sure and touch on Christmas and the upcoming New Year's. And I'm sure for everybody it's a little crazy this week. Kids are out of school. People's just people's work schedules are just all over the place. As I've mentioned before, my husband works in transportation, so... His schedule is always crazy, but that's a whole other thing by itself. And then with Movie Deputy, I can just kind of do whatever, whenever. I put oh, way more than a full-time job into this, but I absolutely love it. That's what's most important. But let's go ahead and get into our movie recaps. And don't forget, if you'd like to hear your ad in this space here, just reach out to us directly at moviedeputy.com or at moviedeputy at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. We're going to jump right in here with Matrix Resurrections. Now, if you followed Movie Deputy at all, you know that I have been a big fan of the Matrix trilogy. And if you read my reviews on Movie Deputy of the three other Matrix movies, that would also kind of give you a little bit of a glimpse. Again, on Deputy, the reviews are in 300 words or less. And of course, there's never anything even close to a spoiler on there. But you definitely can get a feel for what I thought of the movies. Some definitely better than others. But I've always been a fan and I've always thought that they could maybe expand on the story a bit. So when this one was announced, it was coming out. I was actually pretty excited. And the trailers, just with the whole Alice in Wonderland, White Rabbit theme, it just it got the adrenaline going and I was so excited to try to see what they were going to do with this one. I checked out all the trailers multiple times and <laughs> I've talked to people about it and I looked up what information I could find about it long before it came out. I even reached out to the studio to see if I could get a screener. But I've been really good with Movie Deputy of really pissing off the studios. So unfortunately they did say no, but I did get to see this one in the theater like everybody else and uh, needless to say where I set my expectations and where I ended up were two different things. This is not the one that uh, quote-unquote pissed me off that I was discussing earlier but this one definitely just crossed a line that it really shouldn't have gone there. If you remember the last movie when both Trinity died and then 
Neo went blind and then Neo died. Just kind of the whole thing, but it never really officially said that Neo died. So you were just kind of left hanging a little bit on that to try to figure out after he was like sucked into the computer and everything to see what happened with there. Well, here, oh, as you know, in the trailers, you saw both Neo and Trinity in the trailer. The thing is with this one is it really is them, but it just it was them in different bodies. To Only to each other do they still look like themselves, but to everybody else they see somebody entirely different on the outside another part of this that's an important piece of the puzzle is this movie is taking place 60 years after the last one and so it kind of makes sense that some of the characters have aged and some of them obviously not so much as with Neo and Trinity in this one a couple of people that are in the quote-unquote matrix are in a modal that's a simulation used to evolve the programs because in this life Neo is actually a computer programmer that has designed a video game called the matrix he thinks that the entire matrix was just a video game he has no memory of anything before until he sees Trinity and it just kind of jogs something but they can't quite put their finger on it then we see Morpheus now it's not the Morpheus you remember it's completely different and the same it's not the same person not the same just the way that they interact with each other it's almost awkward which is weird to say especially with the relationship that Neo and Morpheus had this movie is truly the paradox between free will and destiny and the whole idea that choice is nothing but an illusion it truly this is a line from the movie but it it fits it had all the chemistry of an FBI interrogation it was just clunky and it was awkward what made the original matrix is different and again this touches on this a lot of the things i'm going to be quoting here are things from the movie but what made matrix really different was that it really effed with your head that was the whole idea it's like are we living in a simulation or is this just sci-fi and there's so much to that that just can get your mind spinning and wondering the whole thing of deja vu and just everything how it all fits together but it is so much easier to bury reality than it is to dispose of dreams again another quote from the movie but it fits this so well but then here's where it gets really sticky it talks about trans politics crypto fascism and the fact that the matrix is nothing more than a metaphor for capitalist exploitation yes this movie really does go there they didn't want to make this another reboot retread regurgitated pos that's unfortunately kind of what they ended up with <laughs> with this mess because it just it doesn't feel like matrix there's no big tension going on there's not this epic fight stuff okay there's a few epic scenes but they're not matrix epic if you know what i mean the whole thing is in binary everything is ones and zeros inside and outside of the matrix if you remember zion the only city outside of the matrix that existed zion no longer exists but zion has evolved literally into io it's the name of the city just because it's everything's at peace everybody's happy la 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 and just annoyingly so it's just ugh. and it also asks what validates and makes your fictions real feelings and this movie really does really try to play on the feelings on that one at the same time they're also saying just remind people what a free mind can do except in this one they don't want people to have a free mind they don't want people to think for themselves they want people to fit inside a little box and as totally off the wall as this is with the whole matrix idea neo is not neo in this 
yes, he's in a different body, but in this one, he is a wimp. I mean, he just has no confidence. He has no stamina. He has nothing. And Trinity is the one that seems to have all of that going for her this time. I won't give too much of it away, but Trinity now is basically what Neo used to be. So does that mean that Neo was never the one or that Trinity is? Or I mean, what does that mean? It doesn't really explain it. That does kind of lead in that there could be more to this story following after this one. Will they take it any further? Should they take it any further? For me, they shouldn't have taken it this far just because of what they did with the story and they just overly politicized it and just, ugh. <laughs> if you do go and you sit all the way through the movie, it's worth actually sitting through the credits because there is a bonus scene after the credits that it adds a little bit of levity back to the whole idea of everything that's been playing out here. Like I said, this one is not one that I would recommend for the majority of audiences. If you have not seen the other Matrix movies, this one is not going to make any sense at all. If you really want to see this, I would suggest re-watching the other three, the, the trilogy, prior to watching this, just to kind of refresh your memory. Or if you are just an absolute diehard fan, you'll probably want to see where they're taking the characters on the odd chance that they are going to go further with this. But at this point, I just cannot even imagine what they're going to do with this and how they're going to take it any further. But you never know, it's Hollywood. But like I said, they had to find a way to work all of that other crap into it and they took a story that was really intense and that drew you in and just kept you all the way through at the very end and left you with something that made you wanting much more than you got. You're probably wondering what I did give Matrix Resurrections on the deputy scale. And just because of everything that kind of fit in with this, I did give this just a 5 out of 10 on the movie deputy scale. There were pieces of it that were almost salvageable, but the rest of it just is disappointing. The next movie that we saw this week was Sing 2. Now, before I get too much into this, I will let you know that this weekend, this was the highlight of the movies that I watched. And this one, I went into it with pretty low expectations. I mean, the first one was pretty decent, but the sequels, usually the ones like this, usually flop. And so that's kind of what I was anticipating, but I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I was anticipating Zootopia meets American Idol with a little bit of Angry Birds like I kind of described on Thursday when we were talking about the upcoming movies. And in general, that's about what you got with it, but it dealt with so much more of a deeper story than that in if you've seen the first Sing movie, you know basically how the theater crumbled literally at their feet after everything that they had worked so hard to do. Well, in this one, the theater is rebuilt and they're putting on a musical called Alice in Wonderland, a musical adaptation. Now, I know there's a lot of songs and just kind of magical stuff in Alice in Wonderland, but... I don't think it's meant to be a musical. And so it just kind of felt awkward. And they have a critic that is in the audience critiquing what they're doing and is set to report on them back to Jimmy Crystal, who is like this big time show person in, I'm trying to remember the name of the city in the movie, but basically it's supposed to feel like Vegas, except it's not Vegas, obviously, because it's a movie. She doesn't think they're good enough. So Buster Moon, the little koala guy, he is determined to prove them wrong. So he grabs everybody, puts them on a bus, and they go to Vegas, or like I said, it's not Vegas in the movie, but it's basically Vegas. And they get there, and they sneak in, and they're able to perform for this guy who's like going, onk, 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 on 
all of the acts that are performing. And he actually likes a little bit of what they do, but not good enough. And so he buzzes at them too. It's not until they name drop somebody that is literally unattainable that they get the chance that they were hoping for. And when they drop Clay Calloway's name, that's what gets them in the door. Well, Clay Calloway is a recluse that is hidden away from the world. He lost the love of his life and he no longer has the, the will, effort, he just doesn't want to do anything in the limelight anymore because he doesn't have his ruby. Which, I'm not talking about the precious stone. I am talking about his wife. His wife's name was Ruby. And she was his inspiration for everything. And so it takes it takes something very special, or in this case, someone very special, to kind of break through that hardened heart and convince him that there is still life outside of the four walls of his house and, and his property. But when they get back to Vegas, the show that they promised to put on with Callaway called Out of This World, everything that could have gone wrong did. And there's just a lot of really kind of dark situations. I know this is meant to be a kid's movie, but it really didn't feel like a kid's movie. Just some of the situations would be more than a little bit intense for the younger audiences. I would definitely say eight to 10 plus on this one. And even then you're going to have to answer some questions that you might not want to be answering about this one. Some of the subjects and some of the story that plays out, it's just I don't know, it's just a little heavy for some audiences to absorb. One of the things in this that means so much and the way it comes across, it says, only when we suffer can we be great. Well, there is so much truth to that. And as horrible as that sounds, because that really does sound pretty horrible, that a lot of times our greatness comes from within. And a lot of times we have a hard time finding that unless we've struggled to truly find what that is inside of us. To some people, it comes natural. To other people, like me, I do some, I do some of my most creative work when I am the most emotional. I know that goes for a lot of people, and some people express it with songs, some people express it with writing. I express it in a lot of different ways, mostly writing, either with movie deputy or with some other stuff that I write as well. But this one, like I said, it just really delves into a much deeper storyline. It deals with a lot of mental health issues, and it deals with just a lot of stuff that is just a lot. I know I keep saying that a lot. I'm not trying to be as repetitive as I am. But this one, I did go ahead and give Sing 2 a 6 out of 10 on the deputy scale. Like I said, it's redeeming and it was actually surprisingly better than I thought. It just definitely did not play out like the kids movie that it's intended to be. I would definitely say as a movie for the parents, where it's just the cartoon part to keep kids entertained, where they're not really paying attention. That's probably one thing. Or even possibly as a, like a high school date movie, this one would probably even work well for that. But like I said, there is going to be some triggering parts to this to certain people who have experienced some of the instances in this movie. And I just want you to be prepared that if you do go to this one and you are sensitive to certain things and certain topics, that this might not be for you. I, you might be wondering why I'm being so vague on that, but if I give away too many of the details on that, they're going to be major spoilers, which I really don't want to do. If you really want to know what they are, private message me, either on the contact us page of moviedeputy.com or directly at moviedeputy at gmail.com. And if you'd like me to answer that question privately, I'd be more than happy to. Just let me know.
As we did only see three movies this week, the third one that we watched was A Journal for Jordan. Now, if you listened to our upcoming movies podcast this last week, you heard me kind of describe this one as it kind of was played out in the trailer as a story that would just kind of rip your heart out, rip it into a million pieces and give it back to you because I was expecting it to be about this journal about this dad writes to his unborn and infant son telling him about life and even in the trailers you kind of figure out that the father is going to get killed somewhere overseas with war since he's in the military and all of that. This is the one that I'm more than a little bit pissed off about just to be completely blunt and honest with you because that is not how this movie played out at all. So if you went out and you saw this based on my recommendations last week and you were as disappointed as I was, I sincerely apologize. Before I even get into this one, I'm going to let you know I did give a journal for Jordan just a 3.25 out of 10 on the deputy scale. It's one of those ones that if you really must see it, wait till it comes out on instant video, Blu-ray, DVD, just some other platform rather than wasting your money in the theater. When I saw this in the theater, it was 60, 70, just over half full, a little bit over half full with people in the theater. By the time the credits got around to rolling, I was the only person left, if that kind of tells you anything. Literally everybody else, everybody else that was in that theater got up and left. What A Journal for Jordan is, and mind you, like I always say, I never read the book. So if you have read the book and you have certain expectations of this, that's great. I just go purely off the movie and there was, there was so much wrong with the story based on what the trailer was. I'm not saying there was anything wrong with the story as a whole. If it had kind of been explained that this was going to play out as a love story between the New York Times reporter and this military guy. And this is based on a true story. But what this is, is this is the story of their love. This is their love story, how they fell in love, how they got together, and how they were planning a future together. And towards the end of that, the kid comes along. When Gwen presents Charles with the, with this, it's called a father's legacy journal. And he's like, well, what should I write in this? And she goes, well, it's like, it's, it's a journal designed for fathers. And there's questions to kind of help you get started to kind of fill in all of these details so you, so that the son can read these later on in life and kind of know how things played out. And like I said, if this movie had been advertised as being a love story, this one would have, a, I mean, I would probably be in the seven score wise, but because this played out as a di- completely different thing of like a story about a journal, how it relates to this little boy growing up whose name was Jordan, it just, ugh, it <laughs> <laughs> to say that I was aggravated is a l- not even gonna touch it on that one. The story, if you, if you could forget about what you saw in the trailers and just go into this expecting a love story, you might love it. It is tragic. It's sad. I mean, like I said, it's predictable before you even go into it. What's gonna happen? But like I said, if you approach this just as a love story and you can like look past all the errors in the movie, and I'm gonna get to that here in just a second. If you, like I said, if you look at it just like that, this movie is quite good approaching it from what it was supposed to be it's like what in the heck is this (laughs) the part of the things that I'm talking about of like the errors is it talks about like 2007 2009 it gives like all of these years in the mid 2000s on on forward to like 2000 it even mentioned as far as 2016 but okay that's 
fine that it talks about these years, but what gets me is in one scene, it's showing the Twin Towers, because this is taking place in New York City. But in one scene, you've got the Twin Towers, and it pans away, and you're still in that same scene, and it pans back, and you've got the Freedom Tower. And it does it again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And it's just, and then it does finally touch on 9-11, but it's not even in the right year. And I'm like, okay, how do you make a mistake that big? It's like, you can't just make a mistake that big. And it doesn't help that they did try to work uh, political correctness and wokeness into this a bit. And it didn't try to hide the ravages of war, but it was approached between Jordan and his mom, Gwen, as he was getting older. And it was, without coming around and saying it, it was addressing critical race theory. And it addressed just kind of some stuff on war and there's a statement in there where he asks his mom kind of the reason for 9-11 she answers him by basically saying I'm paraphrasing here so this is not an exact quote but she's basically saying that some people thought we were there fighting the terrorists and some people thought we created the terrorists and I don't know about you but that just kind of made my blood boil I mean yes she just just the way she just kind of painted over that I mean it just ugh. <laughs> Even after the end, and everything comes full circle on this one. It one of the most impactful scenes in the movie is at the end, and then if you if you're able to sit all the way through the credits, it says at the very end that that's not even what happened, because there's this big scene at Arlington National Cemetery, and it's beautiful, and it's probably the most emotional scene of the entire movie. It's just beautiful, and it's one scene that probably makes it worthwhile of sitting through a movie like this. But like I said, it gets all the way to the end and the credits and it says that that scene never even happened. That that Charles Monroe King is not buried at Arlington. He is buried at the Evergreen Memorial Park Cemetery in another state. So it's not even close to anything that actually happened. It was just Hollywood being dramatic. And uh, this is just another story of Hollywood being Hollywood. And like I said, it had a lot of promise, but it was the... It, from. But from what was presented in the trailers, it was very misleading. Is this one that you might want to check out? Sure. I am sure it will have its audience. But like I said, it just didn't happen to be anybody that was at the theater at the same time I was. Like I said, when you can take a theater that's just over half full and literally I'm the last person left by the time the movie is done, you can imagine what people thought. But yeah, <laughs> this one left a lot to be desired and just was very misleading. So at least if you know that coming into it, if you're expecting like a romance drama movie, you might be a little bit more invested in a story such as this versus what it was or what it was pretending to be in the trailers. All I can say is, wow, what a wide array of movies this week. Like I said, there's still other ones that I haven't seen yet that I'm going to be working on seeing up to this weekend and this weekend. Because there are quite a few movies coming out this weekend, but there's not going to be a lot of big A-list ones. I'm not sure why, but there will be a lot of B-list and no-list movies coming out. Which, of course, I'll talk about on Thursday, so you, don't, you won't want to miss that. If you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe to our channel so that you always get the most up-to-date, latest, and greatest movie deputy content. And, of course, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope this has helped you to decide what, if any of these movies that you want to check out, or if I have successfully pissed you off. Who knows? <laughs> As I've said, not everybody's going to agree with me, nor would I want everybody to, because the world would be a very boring place. 
but I've always promised to bring you the straight talk on these ones. And I'm about as real as you're going to get because I don't pull any punches and I just say it as it is. And if you haven't had the chance to, be sure to check out our other episodes on the Movie Deputy channel as we actually had Santa Claus on the line on Christmas Eve. And then we also did a reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas for all of our listeners as that is a timeless classic. Now, we are still anticipating some special guests that didn't quite work out this week that we're still trying to get scheduled and rescheduled, but we're going to get it worked out and they're still planning on coming in. It's just a matter of timing issue and just getting their schedule to work with mine and just kind of all that in between. But we still do have a lot of really amazing content coming to you on the Movie Deputy channel. That's where all of our bonus content will be. And of course, we look forward to talking to you Thursday on our upcoming movies episode. But until then, we'll talk to you soon.